We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dark Weather Podcast. This is episode 145. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is our Thanksgiving 2020 uh, podcast, which we don't have much, but we're just going to talk about stuff and let everybody know what the weather's doing on for if you're traveling. Hopefully, uh, I, I don't think many people are traveling this year uh with the with covid and everything there are a few the the airports set a record high travel uh uh, this week you know record high of the of the year so far the year yeah yeah can you believe that people are just they don't care people are definitely out there and traveling you know well we, we will not be no, neither we will are, I. I got the uh, fridge stocked. We're ready to go. Which, I mean, we have a full house just with our kids here. So. That's right. <laughs> you don't need to travel anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so is Grant coming in? Yeah, Grant and his girlfriend and Grayson and his girlfriend. Oh, you'll have the whole clan. <laughs> Plus our kids, so yeah, we'll so. have a full house. Okay, so Corey, what pound turkey? <clears throat> what now? What what pound? What? Did you get a turkey, what right? Was it? It was big. It's like 20 because I could barely lift it out of the cart. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. And and we're doing the turkey a little different this year. Okay. You know, I've, I've, there's been a few Thanksgivings where we've stayed in Branton either because she has to work or, or whatever. Or the year I was huge fat pregnant. Yeah. So, right. so, so I have made a few turkeys in my lifetime, but we're going to do a little different this year. I looked up uh, some some new recipes on the interwebs, ah. and we're we're adding some ingredients this year. So I went and stocked up yesterday. Walmart had everything I needed except for one seasoning, so I had to go to Country Mart, and I stood in line to check out for about thirty minutes. It it, it, it no. took forever, Ugh. but uh. See what we're doing with the turkey this year is, you know, we're putting all the the seasonings and the butters and 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 we're, we're we're stuffing it with an orange and and all kinds of different things like that. But to keep it moist, do you know you know what the secret is to this recipe? Water. A bottle of champagne. What? You pour it inside the turkey and all over the turkey. Which we know nothing about champagne, so you should have seen us in the alcohol aisle trying to figure <laughs> out which champagne to buy. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go up to the counter and say, which champagne is good for turkey? I'm like, yeah, right. okay, there's red, there's white, there's pink, there's dry, there's... What did the one you get? What I don't it know. It was, it was uh, the one I got was cheap. Right. Well, I, I was going to say. Bottle. Well, yeah. It's not like we're drinking it, so we're just cooking with it, so why not get the cheap Yeah, stuff, and everyone you know? should know, once you put everything in the oven and the heat comes on, all the alcohol evaporates. So you left, Right. That's why people cooking with sherry and cooking with wine and stuff, you're not getting drunk off of it. You're, it's a flavor thing. But you mix thing. that champagne with chicken broth. Ooh. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. That, that it, could, it's interesting. That could be a nice uh, after Thanksgiving toddy. Chicken broth, <laughs> yeah, and <then> she, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and my mother, uh, you know, they're, they're, she doesn't drink at all. And we, there was this recipe for that m- mosquito killer we talked about, and it was like Epsom salt and and beer. So I'm like, okay, I'll just. I think I got Keystone. I don't know, just some some beer, and and she's still, you know, what. Well, uh, well, the, the spray was a disaster. It just left white all over everything. It was just a disaster. So she still got two two cans of beer in the fridge. Right. She's like, why don't you just throw that away? Because nobody's going to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. But I've also heard, uh, because I've been in theater all my life, uh, if you talk to the uh, 
costume gals or whatever, one way to deodorize is put uh, vodka in a bottle and spritz it. It's an odor killer and it disinfects. Interesting. Your, yeah. I mean, they would have their, their bottles of, you know, like, like a spray bottle, normal spray bottle, and they would fill it with this cheap vodka, like, you know, Barton's or Aristocrat or something. I and, would use I would use the excuse that I have bad breath and trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Here, yeah, give me another squirt, honey. Yeah, I'm sure the company would really, really appreciate that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Corey's got bad breath again. Better get him over here. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, we're, you have a show tomorrow, right? I mean, uh, Thanksgiving. We Not have tomorrow. Uh, right. We have a show tonight. We have a show tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday, by the way. Uh, Wednesday night, but we have a Thursday morning show. And I'm okay. really curious to see yeah. if uh, we're going to have people. I mean, our crowds, oddly, people are coming to see the show. I'm really well, surprised. That's that I, good. I look in the audience, and there's only about 20% of them wearing masks. So uh-huh. we're getting into a critical point here with COVID you know, on the rise. And I'm, I don't know. I just keep thinking. It's like, you know, I just don't feel right. People aren't seeing the... All of our hospitals in the area are full, and we're having a hard time just admitting regular sick people. Um, Branson was not taking COVID patients at all. They were sending everything to Springfield or Joplin or Kansas City, anywhere they could, but there's no longer any beds. So Branson had to make their own COVID unit. Um, Springfield, uh, let's see, Cox built an extra 55-bed unit. At the beginning of this, in anticipation, hoping they would never need it, but of course, it is now overflowing, and they've had to start building another additional COVID unit. Oh, no. I'm losing my voice today. Um, Mercy had four, five. We had five committed COVID units. They had transferred regular units, made them into COVID units, and in the past week, they cleared out two more units to make those co- so they including can start your unit including my unit oh um, wow which is typically trauma and surgery they cleared out all the patients and started transferring our rooms to make them negative pressure rooms so so we have we us start- a covid nurse on staff now <laughs> wow <laughs> so we're hoping they don't have to use our unit but they are expecting the numbers in our area to double and speaking of COVID, the week after Thanksgiving, no I'm looking way. at the date. Our 90 days expires this week. Yeah, we're out today. of our 90 days. So now we're supposed we're out immunity. of our immunity. They, you know, they say 90 days, and then they say I've heard 60 days, and then I've heard uh, six <clears throat> yeah, months. I, I've, I've heard, heard it, yeah, different years. Things. Who knows? I, yeah, who knows? So hopefully, it's longer than 90 days. Right. Oh man. well, when they come out with that vaccine, Cheryl will be the one of the first to get it'll it as be, a as a healthcare worker. Oh yeah, yeah, you'll have to take it. Well, but, I mean, I think the whole point of, of all this is just if you don't travel, just don't don't travel, yeah. don't go. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm just gonna go see my mom. It's just me and mom. I got a little turkey. It's the that uh, what do you call it? Immediate family, not extended family. And uh, my my stepdaughter and and kind of grandson are down in Fayetteville, and they're I said, we're not going to do Thanksgiving this year. They're like, cool, you know, just, yeah. People still think this thing is like the flu, and I don't well, get you that. Well, you know, uh, small turkeys are the popular turkey this year. People have been looking for the smallest turkey they can find because they don't need to feed a huge family. Right. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't get a super small turkey, you know. They were kind of already picked over. Yeah. And I don't buy the frozen turkeys. I like to buy the fresh turkeys. Oh, Just really? A couple days before. I don't like to sit it and thaw it out. I, I like it good and fresh and ready to go. Oh, really? I think what was surprising me was how many frozen turkeys there were still and how many people were buying frozen turkeys because it's nearly impossible to get a frozen turkey thawed by Thursday if you're buying it yesterday or today. Like, yeah, because yeah. these were pretty big. It would take days to thaw that size turkey. Oh yeah, because when I was at the store getting, I mean, my mom always gets a gets a frozen one, but they had the butter balls. All I could see was like twelve pounds to like twenty or plus pounds, but then the honeysuckle was like, you know, five and a half pounds, six pounds. So I got uh, got her us a little like six, little over six pounder. It's like little bitty thing like that. I thought that's yeah. perfect. We'll just she'll cook it, send things home, and then we'll just go on with life. Because we do eat a lot of leftovers. <clears throat> 
Turkey sandwiches are good. I mean, yeah, that's like half the fun of Thanksgiving is having leftovers to eat for three or four days. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, it's going to be good. Now, you started thawing yours, right? I hope Mom started thawing hers because they said... Ours is already thawed. It's fresh. Oh, that's right. So. Yeah, yeah, yours is fresh. I got to pluck it. Let me get all the feathers out. Yeah. It ain't that fresh. <laughs> it's not that fresh. <laughs> not that fresh. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is, like I said, we are recording this on Tuesday, and there's there's stuff coming. There's a big old cold front on the way. Um, I see on radar uh, this, this afternoon, there's some showers in southeast Kansas, and that system is headed to the east, and so showers are going to overtake southwest Missouri after 5 o'clock. And then the Storm Prediction Center has got... Uh, All of southern Missouri and northern Arkansas and southeast Kansas in a marginal risk for some potential severe. And Oklahoma, a big chunk of Oklahoma, for in a slight risk. And right before we went on the podcast, okay, Storm Prediction Center issued a mesoscale discussion. A watch will be popped. Now, you heard it here last because by the time uh, everybody listens to this podcast, it will probably be over. Uh, (laughs) But uh, northwest of Oklahoma City, it looks like the highest uh, potential tornado risk. So they're going to, it's 95% poppage. So they're going to pop a tornado. I guess it's a tornado watch. They said, they said severe thunderstorms and maybe a couple of tornadoes. So, eh. We'll, we'll see. But my whole point of saying that is it's a little after 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and there it's getting all crazy out in Oklahoma. Well, that line, there's a triple point, which we, we have the cold front, the warm front, and a dry line. And right around, around that low-pressure system, that's where the most eh, strongest, I guess, activity is going to develop. Right. Well, that's going to be moving into southwest Missouri, so all the models are saying probably about eleven o'clock tonight. It should between eleven and midnight. It should be in Branson, which and is, I think it's going to race through. Oh yeah, it's not going slow. No, by that. But we need to and, be up. I, I doubt if it's even that big of a line. It may be one of those really thin-lined systems that you look like it's going to rain and rain and rain, and then it's over and. 10 minutes, uh, yeah. depending on how fast it's going. Come in, just dumping and go. I mean, but, we're, you know, Marginal, that, that triple point is going to get close to us. So I I don't know if, if we're going to, you know, how severe it's going to be. I mean, the, the whole area is in a marginal risk. So, But the potential, low potential is there. I They took the tornado risk completely out of southwest Missouri, northwest Arkansas uh, with this update. And at 2 o'clock, which is about 40 minutes, we'll still be doing the podcast at that point. Uh, They'll update for the afternoon update. So we'll have to check that out there. Yep. Yeah. So you're not traveling. I'm not traveling. Um, Well, no, I am traveling, but I'm not traveling much. So, okay, what's the deal with all the toilet paper? Why are people... What? what? I don't know. Everybody just start panicking again for... Some unknown reason. I don't know, because I got to go to the store. I need some eggs. I need some stuff. I mean, fortunately not toilet paper. I live a, I live alone, and I'm a guy, so like a six-pack of toilet paper is going to last me for a year anyway. <laughs> I got a whole bunch. <laughs> well, we were at the store just grabbing a few things the very first day that they started saying that people were hoarding toilet paper again. So, And there literally was like maybe there was only one brand you didn't get to pick. So I grabbed a package. <laughs> So we have a lot of people in our house, so we do yeah. go through toilet paper fast. But oh. so we have plenty for now. But um, Harder House still had full shelves of toilet paper the other day when we really? were there. But hmm. I'm sure that's probably gone by now. Probably. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I Dollar don't know General what's causing some. people to panic again. Walmart and, I had mean, Zipola yesterday. Paper towels and is and, it and the fear of huh? like I said they are thinking the COVID numbers in the area are going to double or triple right after the holidays after that's what they're saying together. from Springfield they're saying they're afraid that all these gatherings are gonna make it more likely that more people are gonna get sick before Christmas so oh, yeah I think people are just you know they're 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 scared so well, plus we have I mean other regular illnesses we deal with this time of year we deal with regular flus and pneumonias and other respiratory things yeah so, and i just I mean, had a cold or something i mean which is right. not life-threatening but but it's it makes you think uh-oh could it be i know i mean right? i mean th- this whole code thing has got me freaked out i mean i'm i i never had a fever you know i never had all the, the covid symptoms but you sit there especially if i'm on stage and i'm playing and it's like well, maybe it's one of those asymptomatic. Maybe I've really got it, and I'm spread. You know, it's like you, you, it's it's a mind play. 
yes. of this whole thing. And and until we get control of it, which we will next year, we will. The vaccines are out. Blah blah blah. Uh, I, I'll stop talking about COVID and stuff. Well, hey, we had a uh, we had a few foggy mornings this week, didn't we? Uh, oh when, my gosh! Was yes. it yesterday that they they uh, issued us a DFA dense fog advisory until nine a.m. and then they went and reissued it till eleven. Yeah, well, before uh, that, like that night, it, it wasn't even for Branson. Right. And right, then I got yeah. up in the middle of the night, and there's a window next to, to you know, the, the toilet. So I opened up the window. I couldn't even see outside. And I thought, holy wow. cow. Yeah, and then they popped it for Branson. Uh, I'm not sure what all that fog was about. Um, it didn't really dissipate that fast. Once it started to dissipate, then, then, then it, it, it was gone pretty quick. But it just held on for a long, all morning yeah, and the sun came out. I mean, it's like you know by afternoon. So I thought that was yeah, that was really wild. And I and then last night there was no fog. No. So I, I don't know those those weather nerdy foggy <laughs> things going on. So <laughs> I'll just look at that. But I I don't we we may have some more of that. Oh yeah. Later after I mean because we're gonna get the rain tonight. Depending, we don't know, but I mean, tom- tomorrow, which is Wednesday, it now the forecast is cloudy and the temperature is going to start dropping. Actually, let's get into that uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, let me get call it up here. The, th- the latest Thanksgiving forecast, you know, if you're, I mean, it's pretty general and they pretty much have it now. So for the Branson area, uh, for Wednesday, which is a lot of people are going to be seeing this. They say cloudy skies, but the temperature is going to be falling. So that the behind that big system coming through tonight, we're going to have uh, the backside of that pulling in some west wind, not northwest, but west wind. But still, temperature is going to fall uh, Wednesday night, decreasing cloudiness, and it's going to get chilly with the low around 34. But Thanksgiving Day, those winds turn back around. Not strong, I don't think. Let me look. Uh, five to eight. Yeah, five to eight, nothing. But 62 and yeah. mostly sunny. So Thanksgiving is going to be great here in Branson. Don't look at Saturday night and Sunday. Uh-oh. Let me see. Oh, yeah. We probably won't talk about that yet. <laughs> oh, and Monday. Oh, Oh, geez. Well, should we? Because we're not going to pod till then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give you a hint. I'll just give you a hint. If you look at Saturday night, Sunday, and into Monday, you might want to get your coats out and maybe your galoshes. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's the first I've seen that in the actual forecast. Well, okay, I'll just just bust every... Now, remember, this is Tuesday, and we're talking Sunday. It says a chance of rain and snow showers. But it's just partly sunny with the high near 53. So how's that going to happen? <laughs> well, it's going to be in the morning, I know, and then and change to that. But uh, the uh, high for next Monday, again, this is a week out, so we're just like we're just kind of looking at it. We're not hanging our hat, but they said the high is about 43, so mid hmm. 40s for uh, Monday. And Monday is Monday's December, isn't it? I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. I was wondering. Let me see. I'm going to call it my handy dandy calendar. No, Tuesday is December Tuesday. 1st. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's basically, I would say, if you got anything, you know, if you're if you're having your family, immediate family at home and not traveling, get out well, you on have, Thursday. You have, you know, Black Friday after Thanksgiving, which yeah, everybody goes shopping, but, but, yeah. but a lot of the stores aren't doing Black Friday this year. Then you have Small Business Saturday. And then you have Cyber Monday. So Monday you do it all online. So you're good there. You'll probably want to if the high is 43. Right. <laughs> you right. know, and I, I wondered that. I and mean, for people, uh, people should know by now by listening to this that you and I are in Branson. Uh, we, we are. We are in Branson. And usually you have to, uh, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, which is Black Friday, you have to you plan. You have to and, leave much earlier. Oh, like extra 30 minutes at least just to get across town because people Especially are if you go anywhere near Tanger. Outlet oh yes, mall or somewhere around there. Yeah, and I go no to fun. the Hughes, so I go. I kind of go the back way. You know, the the locals kind of you know, go the back way. I, I don't know about this year, but there have been years past where they've had to have extra police units come in from Springfield to direct help direct traffic in that area. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, stoplights, wow. especially the roundabout is it, it's sixty five and uh, business sixty five. They're like yeah. on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, Shepherd. 
yeah, Shepard there. Yeah, they used to have uh, policemen doing that. Now, this is years ago. But I'm thinking this year, I so far have not seen a lot of traffic in Branson. So that's. Well, I don't, I don't get out too much uh, on the strip. I go to the strip maybe once a month or twice a month. Yeah, if, if right. So I don't know. I don't think we're going to have to, you know, play it an extra 30 minutes because people. Who knows? Yeah. And I think all the all the other people or, or the stores and stuff are doing Black Friday online. The online business is really, right. really, really pumping out there. So maybe it'll just be an easy, smooth transition and uh, we won't have to deal. Well, it's not going to snow this week. So we'll just put that in our pocket. Okay. Let's try it. Let's get to the tropics. It's the Tropical Update, which we only got a couple more of these uh, officially to see what's going on. But, uh, okay, so we've smashed the record. <laughs> and yes. uh, I noticed today, because I was looking at the Atlantic, there's like a yellow X south of Bermuda. Uh, it says a five-day probability of maybe 30% of coming something, becoming something. So, And that's kind of in that area. That, remember last week, the Weather Channel was mm -hmm. kind of looking at, and it was like, eh, but we don't know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, we're just going to have to watch it. But other than that, that's the only thing in the Atlantic. And the Pacific is free. And the uh, Central Pacific has, has nothing. So uh, it, it is calming down, but it is not done, I don't think. Right. What What's your thought? I think, you... I think that is safe to say. Well, there's nothing completely, totally imminent. We're still officially in you know hurricane season until november 30th or december 1st you know we only got a we only have another week don't we but still yeah. you know and that and looking back to that 2005 season they had we had two more named storms after the official end of the season so yeah you know, we'll, see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens you know yeah, we'll just so keep watching. It was it. so active, so it's not out of the question. Yeah, so so we will see. This may be the last official tropical update. I mean, if you don't hear it next week, then you'll know nothing's going on in the tropics. But we right. are watching. We are watching because it's kind of fun for us uh, to do. So uh, I was going to do the uh, drought update, but really, there's there's nothing different from last Thursday because we talked about it last Thursday. Yeah. And it doesn't come it, out till... It only comes out every Thursday. Just, uh, you know, places uh, Springfield north to north and west are just in the abnormally dry category, which is much better than where they were. Oh, yeah. So they can't complain too much. We're not in a drought at all. So uh, I think we avoided what could have been uh, a, a bad deal heading into 2021 with, with the rain we got from the end of October until now, and then we might get a little more, you know, tonight. Yeah, yeah, and they're not talking about a, a lot of rain tonight. No, no, when, no, it, but... when that line comes through, it could dump, you know, pretty hard. But it's not like you said; it's not going to last long. It's just going to move. But as long as we have those come through every few days to a week, we're I think we'll be all right. Oh yeah, and didn't we say? Uh, let me look at. I mean, so the, actually, I'm looking back at the grid forecast now. Uh, they had the grids messed up yesterday. I cl kept clicking it, and nothing would happen. And uh, the uh, I don't know the weather service had a little hitch or something. So so the next so we're gonna have this chance of rain. Then we're gonna dry out. And then yeah, I guess Saturday night into Sunday is that next chance of rain. So once every five days, once a week or something, if we can just get a little something, we'll be all set yeah, we're to good. go. Okay, well, uh, we were talking about you know winter stuff last week with winter weather preparedness. We did the Weather School live, so this week uh, I'm going to play that Weather School. It, it uh, all what the National Weather Service has done to consolidate a bunch of their winter products. Uh, instead of having you know 50 of them, they've consolidated them. Some I think are a great idea. Some I don't think are a good idea. I think Corey agrees with me. We talked about it before. So uh, this is a whole school on winter weather product consolidation. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. A winter weather advisory has just been issued for our area. Are we going to get snow or ice or what? 
I'm sure some of you are old enough to remember a winter weather product called the Travel Advisory. This product was issued when snow or ice would make travel difficult, and obviously people were advised not to be out on the road. Remember the freezing rain advisory? Or the heavy snow warning? Pretty simple and self-explanatory into what the public should be aware of regarding impending winter weather. But in late 2018, the National Weather Service launched a program into which they would begin to consolidate several winter weather products into a more general presentation. For example, the freezing rain advisory was moved into the umbrella of a winter weather advisory. The heavy snow warning was moved into the winter storm warning, and the blizzard watch was moved into the winter storm watch. Other older products that were consolidated into the winter weather advisory are the snow advisory, the snow and blowing snow advisory, and the sleet advisory. That's a lot of advisories. But in order to see what the primary hazard is, you would have to read the text provided in the product description. A winter weather advisory now can mean either snowfall from 1 to 3 inches or a minor ice event, both of which could create travel difficulties. A winter storm watch could mean expected snowfall of greater than 4 inches, but if there's going to be strong winds, then it may develop into a blizzard. But you wouldn't know that unless you read the text in the description. The warning products have remained basically the same. A winter storm warning for heavy snowfall with or without ice. An ice storm warning for significant ice accretion. And the blizzard warning for high winds, snow, very cold temperatures, and whiteout conditions. For areas who experience lake effect snow, like the Great Lakes regions, the lake effect snow advisory is now under the umbrella of the winter weather advisory. The lake effect snow watch is under the winter storm watch, and the lake effect snow warning is now under the winter storm warning. Approximately 21% of all auto accidents are weather-related, with 1.2 million weather-related crashes per year. Variable speeds are a common source of accidents, especially multi-vehicle accidents. Annually, weather-related accidents result in around 5,000 deaths and more than 418,000 injuries. Estimated costs of these weather-related incidents are over $5 billion in property damage, over $3 billion for medical care, and over $8 billion for lost productivity. Even though there's a lot of product consolidation, a new product has been developed by the National Weather Service, and it is called the Snow Squall Warning. Its description is, a short-lived burst of heavy snowfall resulting in a rapid onset of near-zero visibilities and slick roads and often accompanied by gusty winds with the intensity similar to short-term blizzard. Snow squalls generally last roughly between one and three hours. Snow squalls are responsible for many significant chain reaction accidents. These accidents occur as drivers quickly go down clear and dry conditions to whiteout conditions. And this is basically a daytime phenomena. The snow squall warning is also used for plunging temperatures and gusty winds behind cold fronts sufficient to produce flash freezes and blowing snow. Personally, I agree that some of the archaic advisories should be consolidated but I think the freezing rain advisory would have more public awareness and clarity if it were still in operation. The main objective of this entire consolidation effort is to make it easier for the public to understand if roads could get icy or a mammoth snowstorm is on the way. 
If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that should explain some of what they are doing. I mean, I really miss the travel advisory. I really do. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the... <laughs> Some people still do that. Like in Tulsa, they call it a travel advisory on Channel 6 and not a winter weather advisory. Oh, they still do? Travis does. Yeah. He well, likes it better. Well, yeah. I mean, because the winter weather advisory, like we talked about even last week, it it can encompass so many different things. You know, glaze. Well, a winter weather advisory sounds scarier than a travel advisory. A travel advisory, you know, okay, the roads might get a little, you know, hazardous. Winter weather advisory, you start thinking, oh, it's going to snow, it's going to snow, it's going to snow, and it freaks people out. Yeah. And it could be. That's not what it is. It could be a half inch of sleet. Or, you know, did you see on our uh, memories or my Facebook memories what happened today? Um, I think it was 2010, Thanksgiving 2010. No. Uh-oh. 2009 or 2010. What? I don't remember. So we were going to Oklahoma, and this was before Corey was part of Stormdar. Mm hmm. And we were under a tornado warning at one point. Like, we had to get off the road in Springfield. And we camped out at a Brahms, was it? Yeah. I mean, we I wasn't super safe, but we were at least not on the road because there was tornado sightings. And I remember we were messaging back and forth with you. Yeah, I was going to say, I barely remember And you telling it. Yeah, like, it shows all my posts from when you were posting and telling us was when it was safe. 11 years ago? Because yeah. it was literally coming down I-44, and so you told us just to get off the road for a while, and so we stopped in Springfield at Brahms until you told us it was safe to get back on the road, and then we headed to Miami. That was before we had radar scope and all that, you know, so. Yeah. But no, I've, I actually remember that. That's so weird. And I think it was shortly so, after that that, Corey, you and I started talking, and we, we started hooking up on Stormdark. I think that kind of what got you guys I think we already and, were, but we didn't have, like, a page where we could both moderate. It was just Oh, right. Those, I was still in the... Yeah personal page at that point right yeah well, that was about the time though that whenever randy would be in a show you would start yeah, yeah, posting yeah. to the wall and but i thought that's funny because everybody thought how crazy it was we had a tornado warning what was that last week or two weeks ago whatever and then then there's the possibility of storms tonight it's like it's not crazy it's happened i mean that was yeah. on my memories just well it's november tw- is can be stormy people don't yep. realize that. that second they call it the second severe season it's usually more yeah. focused down in the, the southern states but we can still get it it's that battle of the air masses man it's like you know that cold air is trying to now is trying to come down and punch that you know warm air in the face and it's like you're not gonna win then they start battling it out but in <laughs> spring you know the warm air is coming up and it's got a secret weapon it's got what we call moisture so when that warm air, good. with that moisture starts pumping in and, and fighting with that uh, cold air, that's when you're going to get the, the biggest severe weather. So how yeah. cool is that? No, that was hey. 10 years ago? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like it was at least. I want to say it was 2009, 2010. <clears throat> that's awesome. Okay, Corey, what you got? Check out, have you looked at our uh, Facebook page? I have not. Let me look at it right now. Check out the post that I just now posted Okay. You might want to explain to Our people. Our buddy, Stuart Langer, sent us a picture of the sun today. This morning, it was taken at 10, 15 a.m. this morning. Oh. And it's just beautiful. Go check it out on Facebook. They say they're losing six minutes per day of daylight right now uh, until uh, December 21st, which is the, the winter solstice. Oh, but how it's a cool. beautiful picture. It has snow on the ground and sun. Wow. Check it out on Facebook, Stormdar Weather. Yeah, yeah, especially, just go, yeah. I mean, we'll probably be posting, uh, I wonder if I should pin this to the top for a little bit. Well, no. He said that was taken near Fairbanks. Yeah. Yeah, from Fairbanks. Well, uh, North Pole, Alaska is only just a few miles from Fairbanks. Gotcha. So, so that's good. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. So go there, I mean, because I'm, I'm afraid... I've got to get this podcast out because severe weather, we're going to be posting like, yeah. Well, something else you could do is just go to our photos because we're going to be posting, you know, quite a bit. So you'll get to see that uh, it's an awesome picture uh, from 1015. <laughs> six, you just said that, losing six minutes of daylight until winter solstice. So that's really, really, really cool. 
So, and here I'm complaining because it feels like it's midnight every night at 5:30. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm wondering if it if it, it if it gets totally dark up there. I've heard them talk about it before. Of there's like that it is pretty much totally dark. There's times when it's you know how we have like an overcast day. Yeah. You know, but there's still no sun. And it depends on how far up north you are in Alaska too. That that's true. Uh, like Anchorage would be different than than Fairbanks. Because or, if that's uh, at ten fifteen, that's the sun is just barely shining yeah. up the horizon. Right. How cool. Just like that last week we had that unpronounceable Alaskan name that was formerly Ooh, what was it? I still have Barrow, it. Ala- Barrow, yeah, Alaska. Barrow, Alaska. Utkiagvik. Yeah. Utkiagvik, yes. Uh, I spent it has to be way up there. a lot of YouTube videos trying to figure that one out. So, <laughs> well, What do you got in other news? Well, I have something really interesting. Uh, my mother had sent this to me. Uh, it's out of a Reader's Digest. And uh, I actually forgot about it until till now, so she's going to love that. It's a surprising wind instrument. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this is this is what it's it's from phillyvoice.com. A Pennsylvania man believes he has discovered the cause of the extreme weather in his particular corner of the country. Quote, "We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting in the traffic circles." He said, "You want to know why? When people go round and round in those circles, it causes disturbances in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes." Wow. I don't think they go that fast. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, you know, oh, you can't go very fast in those, tra- those traffic circles. We, then we should have an outbreak here in Branson. Right? <laughs> oh we my god! We have like gosh. three of those now. Oh yeah, we're getting more and more and more. I mean, that's it. <clears throat> People who already don't know how to drive, put them in an infinite loop going around in right? a circle. <laughs> or they're already in an unfamiliar place. Let's throw some that's, extra stuff at them. Yes. So, okay, Corey, you got anything over there? Because I, well, that's all you I got. know, we had. Uh, Tropical storm uh, Ida or Ada. Ada, yeah. Ida. Ida, what's that? Ida, Turkey, Ida. yeah. It, anyway, uh, it swept across northern Florida earlier this month. A beachgoer made a discovery right afterwards because tropical storm Ada eroded the beach, found a shipwreck from the 1800s. No way! Near uh, near near Saint Augustine. How do they know it's from the 1800s? Uh, I don't know. They 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 know they're, they they can probably tell by the type of wood or whatever it was. Uh, it was carved on their on their hull. Yeah, they this, wrote was the at, date. this was this was in Crescent <laughs> Beach. I don't have a exact date of 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 when they think it was from, but they look quite similar to the other ships from the 1800s that that this. They called in a special team of, of ship archaeologists. Ooh. So they said that it looks like about 1800s. They would know more than anything anybody else, I guess. How so cool is that? I thought that was kind of interesting. You never know what you could find on the beach. Well, especially after a hurricane comes and like, kind of scours Correct. everything out. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> Let's see what else. Did you know, you know, we've been talking about Northeast Oklahoma the past few weeks and how many freeze warnings they've been getting. Yes. Well, maybe this is why I'm not sure. Uh, November 23rd, a couple days ago, or yesterday, Yeah. sorry, uh, Tulsa recorded their first freeze just yesterday. And this was the fifth latest first freeze on record. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, on the record of, of taking, you know, measurements of temperature, this is their first, their fifth latest first freeze. When was the latest first freeze? The late, the latest first freeze was November 28th in 1990. Oh, just a few so, days later. Yeah. I was thinking, the, oh, towards Christmas, you know. <laughs> they go they go in order from November 28th, 27th, 26th, 24th, ah. and then yesterday was the 23rd. Okay, so, so this is like the freezing time then for for Tulsa. Well, not normally. I mean, they they they're usually in October, you know, like we are. Yeah. But uh, you know, we have been seeing those freeze warnings 
reissued and reissued. Maybe that maybe that had something to do with it because Tulsa still hadn't actually had a freeze. I don't know. Yeah, because they kept they kept issuing them. That's why I was so confused. I was like, why are why are you still doing that? Because we don't. But we I we've had uh, Southwest Missouri has been under uh, freezing, so we actually had our oh, yeah. freeze. So I guess that's what they're trying to cover. Nice. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It just kind of goes to show that we're still mild for this time of year. Yeah. You know, and we're still going on average. I on think, average. Yeah. Next week, which will probably be December when we record, <clears throat> uh, we'll have to check the latest uh, La Nina to see how that's going. We'll, we'll yeah. do that. Because they'll, they'll update it the first of the month or whatever. Um, okay. I have breaking news. I have breaking news. You're supposed to go. That's your job. Did it for us. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess I usually do. You're the sound effect yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the I uh, just looked at Storm Prediction Center. The Storm Prediction Center has issued a severe thunderstorm watch number five thirteen, uh, valid till nine p.m. tonight. So the people listening to this podcast uh, will know this. It covers Gage, Oklahoma, Vance Air Force Base. It barely covers uh, Oklahoma City, and in Clinton. So, so it's way over there. Yeah, it's on the north. It's not the panhandle, but it's the basically the northwestern two-thirds of mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Tulsa is not in it. Ponca City is not in it. Uh, and that's going on. So basically, we're looking at uh, scattered large hail with isolated very large hail events to two inches in diameter, likely. Uh, scattered wind, damaging winds to 70 mile per hour and a tornado or two. I like how they put that. You know, just sprinkle in a couple of tornadoes in there. We'll just kind of call it good. So, yeah, that's until 9 o'clock tonight. There are no warnings out, but we do see that line uh, getting ready to move into the western, main western part of Oklahoma at this at this hour. So, cool. I like that. Okay, well, is that all the in, in other news you had? Do you have anything else? Hey, uh, this week they uh, launched a new weather satellite. Did you hear about that? Called Vaguely. the Sentinel Six. The Sentinel Six Michael Freelich satellite. They they named it after a guy. They they launched it earlier this, earlier this week from Vandenberg Air Force Base. And what this satellite does is it uh, captures detailed measurements of sea surface height and other important ocean features. It's going to study the ocean. Ah. And data from this new satellite will be critical in NOAA's efforts to track uh, sea level flooding, as well as study tsunami dynamics and and to accurately predict hurricane intensity. Oh. So it's very interesting. Now, is that over the Atlantic only? Did it say? Uh, It doesn't say. It does not say. Okay. Usually for tsunami... Well, that would that'd be anywhere. That'd be Pacific. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to read up a little more on that. Yeah. I mean, they launched it from California, so. Okay. Oh, well, that might be it. Well, yeah. Keep, keep, let's keep following that. So that'll be yeah. an extra tidbit of in other news. What's all I got? That's all you got. Well, That's all I, I, got. I know Cher is burning over there. She's wanting to get out to her special thing. So let's get to that segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. It's Shara's Fun Facts segment here on Storm Dry Weather. And I think you got some interesting things uh, for Thanksgiving, did you say? or did you... I tried to find Thanksgiving stuff for this week. Okay. Um, I don't think I found anything weather-related. That's okay. But I found Thanksgiving stuff. Um, and I was struggling. I was really having to look hard. I think I used the good ones last week. But... <laughs> okay. I did find a few. Right. Okay. So the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Thanksgiving. 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 Mm. Where, I mean, what is it known for? We're used to seeing all the humongous balloons and characters and stuff. So the very first one did not have any balloons. Instead, um, they borrowed animals from the Central Park Zoo. And they had actual live animals instead of the big balloons and they filled them with helium and they put them on yeah. strings you wouldn't Loaded have to them. worry about the high wind you know right well that's true i wonder how many years they've but i don't know i've read a lot of stuff about the balloons 
and Snoopy and how Snoopy is the longest running balloon. Oh, all that how good cool. stuff. So, okay. Well, this Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will be a little different It'll this be year. Very different. Oh, I'm sure. Parade that you can go watch. You can watch it on TV, and it's probably pre-produced. I don't know I much don't know about how it. It's going to work. I've not. But we'll it watch it. We always watch it every year. So. We'll oh see. yeah, we we'd always watch it on TV all the time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's kind of a tradition for us. Like that's literally what we sure. do. We get up every year Thanksgiving morning while the turkey's cooking. We watch the parade but we'll uh, have to see how that goes this year that'd be so nice i get up and do a show mm. <laughs> yeah. okay anyway <laughs> okay so and some people already know this but every year the president of the united states pardons a turkey mm-hmm. there's some quarrel on when this actually started um they say it goes back to further but i think they said john f kennedy originally pardoned a turkey but then they ended up cooking it and making it for him for dinner so i don't know how that's pardoned okay that's not a pardon. so yeah President George H.W. Bush is what went down in history as being the first official president in 1989 that he noticed his 50-pound bird at the official Thanksgiving proclamation looked a little nervous. Uh-oh. He didn't like that. So he pardoned it, set it free, and these turkeys that they pardon every year actually go on to live very fulfilling lives. Nice. Just lost my mic. Uh oh. Lost your mic. Yeah. Well, that's so, nice. So the hunters... every president has upheld the tradition ever since. But what happens to that lucky bird that lives to squawk another day? In two thousand five and two thousand nine, the turkeys went to Disneyland. Oh. They went to Walt <laughs> Disney World, and they serve as the grand marshal in their annual Thanksgiving parades. Oh. It's almost Aww. like Oprah being on Oprah, right? <clears throat> um, the night before Thanksgiving and all through the house some people oh. say the day before Thanksgiving is the busiest travel day the night before Thanksgiving is the biggest day for bar sales really? in the US this one makes sense to me <laughs> okay I, yeah I'm so, starting to think <laughs> <laughs> the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is responsible for the most bar sales in America more than New Year's Eve the Super Bowl, or even St. Patrick's Day. No That's way. crazy. Um, but it makes sense since nearly all Americans have Thanksgiving off and dealing with family members yeah. can be very <laughs> stressful. So apparently, you know, stuffing your face with fatty Thanksgiving food is a perfect hangover cure. Uh, I don't know. Apparently. Wow. <laughs> Never tried it, but we'll see. <clears throat> That's really funny, actually. <laughs> And speaking of, like, how much you eat on Thanksgiving, um, the average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving, like, what's an average daily calorie count you should, a person should... 2,000. 2,000 is, yeah. is, you know, the, yeah. is the, the what they base things so off of. So, Thanksgiving Day, the average number of calories consumed is 4,500. Oh, my. Like not, you're good, not by this guy. Like you're good for a couple of days, you know. So well, uh, let's see. You got the turkey. You got the stuffing. You got the cranberry. You got the pie. You got the potatoes. And then you eat like how many courses? I mean, you basically start eating oh, three at lunch or four. and keep eating yeah. throughout oh. the night, and then the next day, and so yeah. Okay, that kind. Of, wow. I think four thousand something's a little low, actually. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a huge uh, fan of the Crown. On Netflix. Okay. Right? The, do you know what that is? It's about I've studied the princess, up the princess, on, the princess, the queen. queen I've I mean, studied yeah. up on the Queen of England and the family and the whole everything. Right, she has right. the book and everything. <clears throat> but <laughs> World War II, 1942, London's legendary Westminster Abbey held Thanksgiving for U.S. troops that were stationed in the city. Which is ironic when you think about it. That Westminster Abbey is hosting for the Thanksgiving for U.S. troops because it was, hello, you know, this holiday was founded by the pilgrims who were fleeing the religious persecution of England. Like, we ran from England and started our own country, and then here England is serving our troops thanksgiving dinner i thought it was weird huh. i thought it was ironic to me yeah that's, Here, let's, let's that... celebrate your holiday of you running away from us and starting your own country yeah that doesn't make sense <laughs> okay it was a nice gesture it was very yeah. nice of them to honor our holiday so okay <laughs> maybe they were glad to get rid of us that, well maybe <laughs> seeing how people act today i'm sure they don't want any part of it. all right one last thing 
stuffing or dressing? No. Do you call it stuffing or do you call it dressing? It's really dressing because you're not really stuffing the bird. Unless you stuff the bird. Well, that depends. So it depends on where you're from and how you cooked your stuffing. My grandma calls it dressing. I've always called it stuffing. I think I call it stuffing. Yeah. People who, cook the bread style, ugh, people who cook the bread sides dish separately from the turkey or live in the South tend to call it dressing. People who actually cook it in the turkey or live elsewhere tend to call it stuffing. Now, I've heard conflicting reports that it's kind of dangerous to cook stuffing inside of the bird. Have you ever heard that? Why? What does that do? I, I it, either it doesn't cook fully or it spreads some type of I mean, you're something. Putting I don't it know. all up in there with the raw meat. And yeah, I don't know. I, it would I've have to cook, that. or you'd get the tome. I yeah. know. I, I would know. feel like you would take it out halfway through, and then stuff the turkey with it. I don't know. No, my mother always makes it on the side. Yeah, it's always been it. a side dish in in my house. So. That makes sense. I am stuffing our bird with oranges and onions and something else. Well, that's fruit and veggies. That's all that good. And champagne. So no, oh, of course. on, the, on that note of stuffing, <laughs> stovetop stuffing sells around 60 million boxes of stuffing every year for Thanksgiving. See, wow. I would have thought it would have been more I, than I, that. I can eat stovetop you know, throughout the year, but for Thanksgiving, i got to step it up. He makes homemade stuffing every year for Thanksgiving. Well, I have a question. Do they have a hotline? No, but Butterball does. Uh, <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh-huh. We didn't buy a Butterball turkey this year because theirs were all frozen. So oh, right. I told Corey, I'm like, you know, if you run into errors or problems, I don't know if Butterball is going to take well, your call. I'm going to go check you... my turkey and see that honeysuckle why. I bet they have a number two. I bet you can call. I guess you could lie and say, yeah, totally. It's a Butterball. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, turkey's turkey, right? It doesn't say that they only take Butterball. It says they take... I don't even remember how many million phone calls they take every year, but they'll take your call. You just have to Look listen to the podcast from last week because we we talked yes, a lot. Yes, listen about to that. last week. I don't have the number. I should have looked up the number, but there is a hotline. Butterball Turkey has a hotline that you can call. That's open just these few days for Thanksgiving, and you can ask them all of your trying questions about turkey. Who has to man that phone Thanksgiving Day? That's a horrible I know. job. Well, people with no life. Like, see, I would probably do that. <laughs> I'd be there. I mean, but I, I know nothing about you know, turkey. I know nothing. I've worked Thanksgiving many a time in my year, but you know, hospitals don't close. We're saving lives, but I right. do have the number. Butterball if you guys turkey? really want to call this number, and okay, and, oh, okay. Go. It's, so, it's hard to remember. It's one eight hundred Butterball. Oh, there you go. One eight hundred Butterball. One eight hundred Butterball. If you run into any issues. We probably should have bought a backup. We usually... Oh, you can text it. Oh, you can text They said too. they do text and live chat this year. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So, if you're having trouble with your turkey, just call 1-800-BUTTERBALL or text and live chat. I guess you go online, butterball.com or something. I don't know. I'm sure it'll get you there. Yeah. Yep. You, you can gurgle it or do whatever, <laughs> whatever your favorite search engine is. You know, that was another fun fact that I found in all my research. It didn't make the cut, but we'll throw it in there. Um, <laughs> okay. Only the male turkeys gobble. Really? I did not know that. So, and they're called gobblers. Right. But only the males. Only the male turkeys gobble. Well, Isn't that like only the male crickets chirp or only, the, yeah. Well, I think the female turkeys, they're shy. That's what it is. They're like. They're shy. Maybe they're just smarter and they know to shut up so they don't get shot. <laughs> you know what? I like that. <laughs> I'm not going to make any noise so I don't get shot. I'm going to stay quiet so I can get pardoned, by gosh. <laughs> right. And get oh. to go to Disney World and be hey, a grand be on Oprah. champion. Right. Cooking a home-stuffed turkey is riskier Uh-oh. than cooking one not stuffed. <gasps> oh. for, optimal, for optimal safety and uniform done, doneness... Cook stuffing separately. However, if, if stuffing a turkey is your thing, is essential. <laughs> it's a, no, it's essential to use a food thermometer to make sure that center of the stuffing reaches a safe one sixty-five. Exactly. That's the thing. You got to cook your food correctly. You can't have turkey a la tartare. Right. <laughs> 
I feel like we should start our own cooking show. I mean, gosh, I've thought we about it. We've talked about it in the past. We know just as much about cooking as we do weather. That's what I know. <laughs> so we need to get rid of the COVID and then come. Then Sharon and I can be in the kitchen and we can. I can cook. You can cook like cook things and I'll cook like bake things and then we'll have our story. Oh, I think we're about ready to go off the rails. <laughs> Those are cool. Is that is that your last fun fact you that had? That was it. So yeah, so butterball and honeysuckle, whatever. Just make sure you cook that turkey because there's not enough beds in the hospital if you get the domain yeah. or salmon. Yeah, if you get salmonella, sick, we have no room for we you. Have so no you're room. On your own. So cook, 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 burn it. Get some char. <laughs> Get some char. <laughs> Make sure that turkey's cooked. I like it juicy. I don't like it dry. So Well, that's where the champagne that, comes in. You exactly. Just <laughs> I hope so. I'll, I'll let you know how it turns yeah, out Yeah, I'm last, really next curious. So, so next time on the podcast, I'm going to make a Wondering note of that. if we should have bought a backup turkey from... <laughs> I don't I think about Dave's or something. Sure yeah. has enough confidence. It's like, well, we don't know if that's going to work or not. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar weather. Uh, what is this? The weather word of the week. Gosh, I'm losing my mind. And we're going, like usual, talk, toss it to Shara. So, Shara, what is our Stormdar weather, weather word of the week? <clears throat> All right, I should have studied this one. I didn't get to look at it early. <laughs> um, Zastrugi? Looks like it. I don't know if that was a Zastrugi or Zastrugi. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would say Zastrugi. Z-A-S-T-R-U-G-I, if you want to look it up. So what is Zastrugi? Sounds like a Pokemon character. Or pasta. Um, <laughs> Zastrugi are features formed by erosion of snow by wind. They are found in polar regions and in snowy, wind-swept areas of temperate regions, such as frozen lakes or mountain ridges. Zastrugi are troublesome for skiers and snowboarders. Yeah. I could see why. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if if you look at the, the sand in the Sahara Desert, you know how it's all looks like waves? That's basically what a zastrugi is in snow instead of the waves. So it's kind of uh, kind of interesting. But th- because it's snow, it has a sticking ca- ability. So the wind can blow it, and you can get these really high drifts as of sand, only, you know, looks like small waves. So you if, think the first person to find those in the weather world was named Mr. Zastrugi? I guess. I, I, I assume. I, I guess. Like that's I said, how they, that's how they, a, a lot of weather terms gets its get, name. get their names. So sometimes, so yeah, Mr. Zastri. Well, yeah, you got the Saffir Simpson scale. You got the Fujita scale. Right. I'd be the person to come up with something like really lame, and then I would not want my name known for. Like, <laughs> great, that's what I'm known for. <laughs> <laughs> a Zastrugi. They're calling it a Zastrugi. <laughs> no, it's very interesting that you know you should go Google image Zastrugi. It's very fascinating. Well, I think we've almost exhausted everything in this podcast. So, thank this is our Thanksgiving edition. We had lots of turkey talk, a little bit of weather. I mean, the the only thing weather that's going on right now is that strong front coming through, and it's not even really going to be that cold. It's just. The, 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 the triple point of where everything comes together is going to be coming really close to the area, like southeast Kansas. So Corey and I are going to be up tonight. Uh, I, I will be up anyway because I don't even get home from the show until like 1030, 1040. And uh, hopefully the line will come through by midnight so then Corey and I can... I think we'll be able to tell earlier on how severe the line will be you know how, how it behaves in oklahoma and as it moves east it'll lose some of its punch as it moves east i think oh so, yeah you know. yeah i mean it the dynamics are there but you know it, it it's going to be raging for a while and even though it's it's wind almost winterish that it it's still the sun goes down you're losing any residual heat you know, pe- people yeah. always think that, you know, you get the residual heat in, in, the, in the spring and summer. Well, it, it works that same way. That's why it's cold and 50 degrees and you can have tornadoes. You know, it, it's the dynamics of it. So we'll see. Uh, but you're going to have to cover the side if they issue a watch and <laughs> I can take over at 1030. <laughs> of course, it's going to happen before I get home. That's the Hopefully it'll be after we get home from our cheer performance. 
Oh, yeah. It'll probably happen after I even get home. It'll it'll have to be well after my well wife after goes I'm to bed. Asleep because Just I have to get up at four thirty. Oh, <laughs> oh, it'll be gone by then. So you'll be you you won't have to drive in the rain. How about that? That's good. <laughs> okay, so everybody uh, have a wonderful, uh, safe, and if you don't have to travel, don't travel uh, holiday weekend. And we will uh, come back and next week we'll we'll talk off uh, offline. When is a good day to start this podcast next week? So, you got any guys got anything else? Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Be safe. All right, let's wrap this thing up then. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Stormdar Weather.